Hey, why am I his sidekick, all right? How do you know he's not my sidekick? Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another issue of Fireside Chats. I'm your host, Mr. Mauer, and with me as always are my sidekicks. First, my main man of minimalism and the melodious master of merchantiles. We have Moshko. You wrote that down. <laughs> Can I, I kick it? Down, <laughs> I wrote down something completely different. It was the melodious <laughs> and mellow Moshko of uh, my mainstay man of uh, melodicas and mellowness. So I changed it halfway through. Should have been merchandise. Well, I went merchantile. Got it. You know, I was trying to <laughs> elevate you. And yes, sure. you can kick it. Yes, I can. And then we've got Huey. What's going on? <laughs> What's Let's going? go Phillies. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Yeah, H is what? a hard, hard letter to come up with a bunch of cool things that sound good. So I decided you're just Huey. Moving on. I was going to be like that mother Huey, but then Moshka or the would <laughs> Or the DJ from Pump Up the Volume. Ooh. That's multiple H's. Ooh, that's right. Um, <laughs> it is Wednesday, and what does that mean? It's get time to talk about toys. For the toys. Yeah, as you can tell, there's no menti. Features got lost walking to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> We don't know. He said he was going to the bathroom, and then he's been gone for like two days now. We think he got lost and might be in somebody else's home. I think a nice little old lady took him in as cooking him, you know, some gluten-free, uh, diabetic-friendly meals. Uh, hopefully, he likes it. Or, on the other hand, it was just Halloween. He could be in a candy coma. <laughs> so, Have you ever done that? Have you ever walked into a house... That you thought you were going in the right place and no. people... No. Oh, it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on where you are, it will depend on how they react. So if you're at a uh, college, no problem. If you're at the beach, <laughs> no problem. If you're in some random neighborhood, it's not a good look. <laughs> I can just see me walking in somebody's house. All of a sudden, a gun gets pulled. This big tattooed guy with a beard walking through. Moshka walks in. They're like, are you selling us Bibles, sir? <laughs> but what? <laughs> God. Wow. We're already off the rails. Here we go. You we look like a Bible salesman. on the rails. <laughs> what movie is that from? You, you look like mm. a Bible salesman. I mean. I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. So with Jeremy Piven? No. Because that looked like him. Lowrider. Oh. Donnie. Lowrider. Oh, right. When he went to the uh, the car play, or the, they always went to the car play. All right, the movie, movie is gone in 60 seconds. Nicolas Cage. Um, I knew that. I was describing the scene. When he goes to see Angelina Jolie 
Capri looking like a crackhead. She says that he looks like a Bible salesman at the bar. Then does the shot of the guy next to her. All right. So here's the deal. There's a lot of little things that have been happening, a few big things. Um, But I decided that today we're going to rip off uh, my favorite radio morning show. Oh, jeez. Um, so rather than do that thing in the kitchen that you keep all the uh, odds and ends in, we're going to have a junk in the trunk episode. <laughs> I don't want to say the other thing because that's their gimmick and I'm already ripping them off to begin with. Um, so we've got a bunch of little stories, some big, but there's just a lot of news that might spark some conversation with us that I figured we can talk t- about. Some of them might be like two minutes, so it's going to cool. Other ones might be longer. We're also going to talk some toy stuff today, um, some, some baseball stuff, because, well, we're from Philly, and we're going to win the World Series. <laughs> we got some wrestling news that I want to bring up with you guys. Uh, we've got some CW stuff, some DC stuff, some Black Panther stuff, some controversial stuff. Oh, nice. But we, we got a lot covered. Um, and we might even hail to the king, baby, at some point. You never know. So I want to start off with the Black Panther premiere. Did you guys see any news about that? Did you see any pictures or anything? Uh, a few pictures here and there. Nothing uh, out of the ordinary that I saw. Jonathan Mayberry was there. Okay. Um, and kind of was commenting on some of his posts. He will be on the show. I don't know if it's going to be before our break which is coming up just in a couple weeks for our listeners that have been around for a while you know we go into the odin sleep around thanksgiving to the new year this year we really need it Uh, i know i do um but (laughs) what are you talking about you haven't been here in a couple weeks i've been busy man i got the new house i got baby huey before you get started i just have i have one question for you and then we'll get into your agenda did you see black adam i did not Okay. Because I wasn't renting a theater out for that piece of shit. <laughs> um, but Jonathan Mayberry told a cool story that it was him and a bunch of creators that had to do with Black Panther all sitting together at the premiere. Mm-hmm. So Ken Lashley and all those guys. So he's like, it was cool to be around the guys that did it and watching their stuff come to life on screen. He said in the section over next to him was all the actors. So like Marvel put the creators and kind of the same area as the actors. So it looks like they're starting to hold them in a little higher kind of respect. I don't know if the past few years of getting yelled at by them has done anything, but he was super happy and honored to see his name on the screen, his characters that he created being brought to life for the first time. So he gave it a thumbs up and that is high praise coming from Jonathan. Mm-hmm. That's right. Cool. I mean, if Jonathan Mayberry is giving this film thumbs up and he's pretty honest about everything, I feel good about it. However, the premiere did not happen without controversy. And did you guys see the controversy about it? I'm, you... I'm looking here. I, I, I see Angela <laughs> Bassett may have done something. No. So it happened, and I came across this in the weirdest way. Um, I follow a few cosplayers. And uh, names are always because they always have these weird ass names. I apologize, cosplayers, but it's like remembering gamer tag sometimes. You know, <laughs> you just can't. And do they it. use numbers and uh, yeah. <laughs> but the um, 
I'm going through on uh, Facebook and, and Twitter, and I see this post that's like, this is a message for uh, all of the white ba- Black Panther fans. Do not go to the premiere. Give your tickets to a person of color. This is their weekend, not yours. Again with this? And at first I thought it was like, well, this is fake news. Somebody's just trying to... And I kind of dove into it, and I was seeing more and more cosplayers complaining about this and, like, being scared almost, it felt like, to go themselves so they were announcing solidarity. Mm -hmm. And it just made me Mm -hmm. go, like, have have we crossed this line where they were saying you're not an ally if you Mm -hmm. go to the premiere? You're taking up the place of somebody who really should be there. First thing that comes to mind with this is... What did, how many people did DC spend money on to go out and start saying all these things? So Marvel will make less money its first week out because this thing is going to trounce Black Adam right out of the gate. Um, that's where my mind goes first. But well, we remember they also had this. That's news more of the with, joke side of it, though. Yeah, now, the, the woman the serious, king that just came out. Yeah, right. It happened there where they were saying there wasn't enough of non-male people of color invited to the event yeah Mm. Um, so we're talking specifically the premiere for the premiere for the premiere okay so the funny thing was you go the second weekend or the third weekend and the the business person in me was like you know what fine screw it everybody just go the second weekend because that will tank this movie and you won't get another one because the numbers aren't going to be good because people if you tell them to go the second weekend I'm pulling numbers out of my ass, but there has to be a huge drop off if people don't see it the first weekend mm-hmm. of them actually going to see it. Like if they go, oh, I'll go see it next weekend. How many times does it just go? I'll see it the weekend after that. Uh, I'll see it after. Oh, you know what? I'll just wait till it comes out. Yeah, a good example of that. And I don't have the second week specifically, but first week for Black Adam uh, domestically, I believe it was like 118 million. The following the weekend, biggest opening day of all of his movies. The second week out, I think it, I, I'll find the actual number, but it should, I believe it was less than 50 million. So it was a huge drop off. Um, and a lot of people were like, hey, this, you know, this movie's doing so well. It's breaking DC records. And really, I mean, it's not going anywhere near Aquaman, where that was, where Wonder Woman was. Uh, I keep going back to Black Adam because it's fresh in my mind. Fresh, yep. <laughs> um, it's just frustrating to see one that kind of stuff being put out there because I know it's not everybody saying it, you know, right. but the, the vocal minority kind of gets the, the focus. And the second part of it is like, you're making good people feel bad and not knowing how to do what they can to support what they want. In my mind, like I'm going to go, if I, if we had a chance to go see Wakanda forever on opening weekend, even not being a, the biggest Black Panther fan, I would go and I would spread so much word about it and talk about how great it was and really put a, sh- a shine onto it and use the voice that we have to get a spotlight on it. And, we, you know, taking me fearing about going that because there might be backlash would kind of sully that experience. Side note, it was $67 million for the second weekend um, for Black Adam, which, I mean, that's a 40% drop, so... Um, yeah, I don't, uh, like, you know, with what you're saying, I don't 
understand that I again like I mean you specifically said this you want to get everybody to go see this you want it to be promoted (laughs) and and quite honestly when you break down the uh, I guess you could say the ethnicity of who this is really focusing on too there is a huge uh, Mexican focus on this movie with uh, I I forget the name of the damn uh, Tanoke it's well the the city or whatever they're, they're oh, coming from. Yeah. Um which I know we we're gonna talk briefly about it. The latest uh featured and it's not really a trailer, but it's a featurette uh focused on Namor and his people and everything. It's a fantastic, you know, minute and thirty seconds worth of content that actually has made me a little bit excited for this movie. Or um, how do they say his name the other way in this? Namor, the Namor, they really yeah. Are, yeah. I'll never yeah, be able to say were, it. He's Namor were, to me. They were underwater with the bubbles going. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, I would just like to say, it's can we just be nice to each other? and Seriously. And, and if somebody's going to help lift you up, be like, cool. You know, let's do it. it it's just frustrating. So I actually hope this movie uh, does well just so... Uh, Jonathan is happy. Mm-hmm. Not that he gets any money from it, but the characters and a lot of point uh, plot points of the movie are from his comics. Right. Um, and the actor who plays Neymar, uh, what's his name? Tanoker. Uh, we're gonna butcher his name worse yeah, than Gail every got time. it. <laughs> um, the late night appearance that he made. I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys saw that. I sent it to the group. He seems like a little kid that's just happy to be there. Um, he did not know the role that he accepted when he accepted the role. So he <laughs> like, was Marvel. I'm in. <laughs> well, no, it wasn't. So he was on a Zoom call, mm-hmm. and they were talking about, and he's like, "Yep," and it's going to be this, and then the Zoom call froze for like five minutes, mm. and then oh. it cut back in. He goes, "So what do you think?" <laughs> And he goes, that's awesome, I'm in. Perfect. He's, uh, one of his people call him right up. And they go, okay, well, what are you doing? He goes, I, I don't know. I have no idea. And they're like, well, they asked if you swim. And he goes, well, I've never drowned. <laughs> and he's like, obviously I'm here, so I've never drowned. And they go, no, 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 but, but can you swim? And he goes, I've never drowned. And like, well, what role is it? He goes, mm-hmm. So they go, they call back. They're like, it's it's Neymar. He's like, oh. And he was super, super happy. He said one of his friends is like a Marvel nerd and like was giving him all the information about the character. So he really did that. But like, he finally had to tell them afterwards, like he couldn't swim. So he had to go <laughs> to like a swimming thing. He's like with the floaty and like, like a little kid. But since we had Halloween coming up, when did the interview? He was like, "I don't recommend the costume for anybody." He's like, "Cause it's just these little shorts, and you're pretty much naked." <laughs> he's like, "I called." Th- he's like, "I called them the shame shorts," <laughs> and he stood up and he kind of like tugged at his pants. So he just seems like a down to earth. He reminds me kind of have that Stephen Amell kind of charm of like, "I'm a fan. I'm here with you. Like I'm gonna bring you on this journey with me." Mm-hmm. So between that, the story looking for Neymar looking good. Mm-hmm. I'm more excited for this movie. Yep. It, it yeah. kind of... It definitely took that featurette for me to really get on board with this and want to see it. Well, and it takes the bad taste in my mouth of uh, Letitia away 
because mm-hmm. I want to just focus on how awesome this guy is right. and support his character. Yeah. But I, mean, I want to jump into DC because you had mentioned Black Adam. Well, let's, can I add one piece? Okay. Um, just because we were talking about people underwater swimming, uh, you know, <laughs> Black Manta, since we're on the, you know, the black something characters right now, he, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's true, black right? Panther, black, black Adam, Adam, Black, black Manta. It uh, looks like Marvel hired uh, the gentleman that plays that character for Wonder Man. I know we were talking about, uh, I forget the actor that we wanted to see as Wonder Man. Uh, Nathan Fillion? Yes, Fillion. many, many weeks ago. Uh, Wait, so like the guy hired... that made fun of working on Aquaman. Hey, you want to say his name? Because this, no. is, this is harder than the other guy. There's no way I'm saying that name. <laughs> <laughs> the artist formerly known as Black Manta. Is it Yaya, though? Like, is his first name actually Yaya? Yaya Abdul-Mateen. Jaja? Yaya? I don't know. So is it official he's Wonder Man? Yeah. Signed, sealed, delivered. Uh, We'll be doing the Disney Plus series uh, coming soon, I guess. I don't know. Hopefully he can pull it off, because I just don't see the lovable cockiness that you need for that character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Baby Huey. If you could describe Wonder Man um, to anybody that hasn't seen him in like the quickest way possible, honestly, you're what you just said. He's a lovable, cocky guy. He thinks he's the end all, be all. But it's like you kind of love him, <laughs> even with him being a dick sometimes. <laughs> yeah, like, like imagine, <laughs> imagine rooting. <laughs> Here, here's how I'm gonna describe. Imagine rooting for those morons on Jersey, Jersey Shore. Nothing about him should be likable, <laughs> but he is. I love him. Um, and I love I, him when he's on the, when he's on the Avengers. So I don't think it's a Wonder Man show. What do you think do you it's think? gonna be? I think it's the Vision show. Because remember, and I predicted this: the Vision is the. The spiritual sequel to WandaVision. You are now going to see right. it from his point of view now discovering he kind of has a loss and finding who he is again, knowing that there was more of him there. And in the mm-hmm. comics, Wonder Man was what kind of gave him his personality. And the reason why we had White Vision is because Wonder Man didn't want to take his essence and give it to him again. Oh, that's right. So they could be doing a spin on that to possibly mm-hmm. bring... To get colored vision, colored back. vision back, yeah. Well, okay, I could, I could definitely see that. So, but yeah, but is we'll it going to be? Won't it though be two different shows? I don't know if they're going to. Everything's in such flux right now. Yeah, we saw maybe, Black maybe. Panthers on indefinite hold, or mm-hmm. not Black Panther Blade is on yeah, indefinite hold. Bummer to hear and see. No, it's not because it sounded like that well, was going to be a piece of shit. As long as they do it right, I mean, as long as they do it right, I'm always. Anyway. <laughs> um i was gonna say uh you know wonder man could appear in division show and then and do his then, own and then spin off from there probably Makes sense yeah they're announcing all types of uh different actors and roles um but i don't i don't know this kid at all but it's uh joe kent i think i have no idea did you see the difference in our announcements in the past few years though we touched on it before but now it's blatantly obvious that they went from getting no-name actors that they could create the roles around and kind of mm-hmm. create something to 
what big name can we get to show and pull people into these Marvel yeah. roles and change the role to this existing person? Well, especially with the Disney Plus shows, because they're fearful that they're not going to be watched, is what I'm thinking. Which, in that, Andor has probably been one of my favorite Disney Plus shows of all time. I just caught up on it, and I'm really enjoying it. Uh, I, I, oh, the last episode was really good. The pace yes, of was. this show has been perfect for me. The people that think it's too slow. Mm. <sighs> Let it burn. First, up, first episode <laughs> was, was was slow, but now it's, it's really picked up. <laughs> I, I love them showing the political radicalization on both sides happening at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like a spark was lit that lit a fuse on both sides of the empire. And you're watching that burn and burn and burn. It's kind of like what we're going through in the real world. Mm-hmm. The, but, um, what, let me ask you though, because right. while this stuff's fresh in my mind, I, I need to ask these things. The thing that they were building, the, that piece that they were building in the, the factory prison place. It's an what do you think that is? I think it's an engine. I think it's the ties between all the plates on the uh, Death Star. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Hmm. You think he helped build the Death Star? I think he did. And that's why he was um, all about blowing it up later? Mm. Spoiler alert. <laughs> that's, a, <laughs> that's actually a good idea. I was going to say probably the, the, some of the droids or something, but that, yeah. I like that idea. Yeah, I thought it was an engine part. Mm-hmm. But who knows? I don't know. When you work with Legos all the time, you look at those things a little differently. <laughs> <laughs> like, what could that be a part of? Well, anyway, the would... name, let me get this out because I right. need to. It's, it's fresh. Joe Locke is the, the actor. Uh, apparently will be taking the role of Wiccan in the Agatha show. Oh, Boom. so they're replacing that kid already? Well, he's older. Well, they're they're, yeah. they're going to age him up like we, th- like we thought. Yep. No idea uh, who the guy is. No, stopper. They're, they're mm-hmm. doing the same thing they did with Ant-Man's is... They could age them up, but those kids aged at the same level, so I don't know why they changed. They just want a bigger name. They want somebody that's been in things. Mm-hmm. That Catherine Newton was awesome and freaky, um, and she's done a few other things. They ju- they need a name now to associate with these roles. Catherine Hahn. Because, because Catherine honestly, the movies themselves can't hold up. And since Metty's not here to be like, everything's awesome, I can say that. <laughs> Everything is awesome. Yeah. So DC, Black Adam, turning point for the company. We saw rumors that they were for sale. They are not for sale. Um, David uh, Zaslav flat out said, we're not for sale. We're restructuring. We're going to position ourselves to be the best out there. Um, So the company that's going around saying that they uh, are looking to purchase us, we're not for sale. And it was pretty mm-hmm. much a jab at Comcast. Yeah. Who really wanted to buy Warner Brothers Discovery. Um, and they are, they're trying to set themselves up to go forward and be something different than that's out there. I mm-hmm. don't think they're trying to be Marvel. I don't think they care about what Marvel's doing anymore. Right. Uh, I don't think that is even influencing what they are doing. Mm-hmm. I think the only structure point that you might get from them is them bringing on James Gunn and Peter Safran mm-hmm. to be the CE, the co-CEOs of the TV and movie division. Yep. But pretty much everywhere needs somebody to be running stuff. Um, so putting that extra layer in there is kind of more commonplace now. Um, so P- uh, James Gunn is going to be doing all of the creative 
like everything creative will kind of go through him. Mm-hmm. And Peter Safran is all of the business side of it. Yep. So, which I think's good because you have two people with two different strengths. They can work together and lean on each other where they have to. But since we had that, that what was it? Because I didn't see the movie. Was it the mid scene? Mid credit. I I always say the Superman's back. The yeah, he's back. <laughs> All right. Rock spoiled it the day the movie came out. Henry Cavill spoiled it that Monday. Like the worst kept secret ever. You could not avoid it because it was on every yeah. piece of media. Yeah. everywhere i think they even mentioned it on dynamite like that's how <laughs> like it was everywhere i'm good at not seeing spoilers most of the time you couldn't i oh, could not. I th- i'm pretty sure i sent you guys the the twitter link to yeah, you the did. entertainment tonight that's you where did. it all blew it up from that's where it came from so there's a few cool things that came from that though um one for all of you freaking marks out there being like, well, <laughs> Snyder's going to get to play with Superman again. No, no, he's not. Cavill did not like his version of Superman. You know, when the whole Snyder Cut thing came out, the first thing he said is, I don't think it's smart to put out. I don't think there's a market for it. I don't think it's good. Like, he mm-hmm. was against it. He then also said, after working with Joss Whedon, that he liked Joss Whedon's version of Superman. Now... He's talking about having James Gunn there. He hasn't met with him, but he's looking forward to long conversations with James Gunn about Superman because to him, Superman is the best in everyone and signifies hope and happiness, and he wants to see that Superman in the world. With Henry Cavill talking like that, do you really think he's going to let Zack Snyder put his layer of slimy, disgusting negativity on the character again? No. <laughs> Plain old simple answer is no. I I uh it's so frustrating cuz I mean we all know this now whatever you look at online you then start getting bombarded with it. So for whatever reason I started digging into some of these DC groups and now all I see is DC groups and it is so irritating from the the amount of passion we'll say that these people have for <laughs> Black Adam which Really, up until about three weeks ago, they could give two shits about Black Adam. So and now, I called this before the movie came out. I said the movie is going to be the biggest piece of shit, yeah. but it's going to do two things. It's going to make a ton of money, and yep. people are going to say it's the best movie in the world. Yep. That's what we're seeing. And everyone is like, is basically saying, oh, The Rock is bringing back the Snyderverse, and uh, James Gunn is going to... They keep showing the picture of him and uh, Gunn from... Um, shoot, the... Uh, Zombie movie. What was it? Um, Shitty zombie movie shot. Oh, it wasn't bad. Maybe 2008 (laughs) came out. Oh, that one. uh, Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the... Yeah. Okay, that Um, one was good. Yeah. With... uh, I forget her name. Um, That was in Go. But... No. The Rock's bringing back the Dwayne-er-verse. Like, that's all he cares. Put the Dewey-verse out there and he would be happy. He just wants a piece of it. Like, that's what he's positioning himself. He wants a percentage of all of it. That's all he wants. He does not care to have somebody else there overseeing him because he doesn't like it. And remember, in his contracts, he can't lose a fight. Like, he's not allowed to lose a fight on film. (laughs) So, 
people, him wanting to see him versus Superman. Guess what? You can't have Superman lose to Black Adam. So it's just going to be a draw, and that's not what people want to see. Meh, moving on. <laughs> Next. Well, now going from the people on Snyder's jock to the people blaming Henry Cavill for leaving The Witcher because of Superman. All right. That's oh, not and, why he left. <laughs> and now all the fans want Netflix to cancel a show that they're actually not going to cancel. They cancel all the shows that you want to see. <laughs> and now it's a mess. Now, Liam Hemsworth is going to be fine in that show. Yeah. The, the show wasn't that great to begin with, probably because all the things that Henry Cavill pointed out that he was trying to correct one on set. He didn't like all the changes they made. He didn't like the direction they were going. He didn't like a lot about it. He left the show because it wasn't what he signed up to do. Could him now having Superman be making it harder for him to do the show? Or, in my opinion, it just made his decision easier. But it's not yeah. the reason. Mm -hmm. What I saw, and I, I might get some names wrong here, but... Uh, to my understanding, and this is coming from Rye, you know, friend of the show, he's been on a couple of the last few episodes. Uh, <laughs> he's a big Witcher fan, plays the, the video games, uh, reads the books, watches the show. Uh, from what he's saying is that I guess at the end of what season two, so they're moving into season three. They're at no, a certain end of part. Three, they're moving to yeah. season four. They're in a certain part of the the book series where the main character, which is Geralt, maybe I don't, I don't, whatever. Geralt, I thought it was Geralt. Yeah, there you go. He apparently doesn't appear much within the next over the next like couple books. So, but they're replacing Geralt with Liam. They Hemsworth. are replacing with him. Yep. Okay. And here's the thing: you'll see these articles. Netflix replacing Henry Cavill. No. Yeah, Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill. <laughs> Henry Cavill left the show, and now they're recasting. Yeah, with that they didn't kick him off it wasn't that he didn't want to do it anymore so yeah. he left <laughs> guess what <laughs> plain and simple you know uh the the popular way of doing things apparently is when uh, an actor leaves a role they just stop doing the role like they just shut production down for everything that's not how you do things no you fill the role <laughs> <laughs> like looking at you black panther well, no, now everybody wants that role. I know. I want to go back and put all of those articles and people that yelled at me for saying that they should be cast out there and call all those people out and tell them how dumb they are. <laughs> Just look at their feed. I'm sure they didn't delete Yeah. So Henry Cavill left. He wasn't happy all three seasons. He, when he got the role, this is a guy who missed his call to be Superman because he was playing World of Warcraft. <laughs> he was in the middle of a big battle the call rang he ignored it finished what he was doing in his game and then called back <laughs> and accepted the role of superman uh, zach snyder eh, let him leave a message <laughs> pretty much he saw that it was a hollywood thing he was yeah. in australia or wherever i think he was in australia at the time but he was somewhere and he just he went on doing his thing he's a super nerd for Christmas, he sat at home by himself the one year and built himself a gaming computer. He Sounds cares like about these things. So, uh, so it's only uh, only two seasons. They're going into the third. Going the third. So yeah, it's Superman didn't kill your show. 
your producers <laughs> killed your show. So uh, speaking of shows <laughs> being killed. Yep. Yeah, so Stargirl. Uh, yep. <laughs> here's How'd the, you know? <laughs> here's the thing, though. They were pretty much told in the beginning of the season, hey, shit's changing with CW. Like, write your show as if it doesn't have a next season. We're not saying it's not going to get a next season. Mm-hmm. But with what's going on with the company right now, we just yeah. want to let you know. So Jeff John said that they wrote it as if it was going to be the series finale. It's being done. It's going to be the best season. They put a lot into it. There's going to be a complete creative closure with this season. Mm-hmm. It's going to have everything you want to see in it. Um, and he went on to thank everybody for allowing him to have this show as the dedication to his sister that passed away. And he would have never in a million years thought that he would have gotten a single season of Stargirl, mm-hmm. let alone the three. So he's super yeah. proud of it. This is a dark horse show. If you're not watching it, which I, I'm three quarters of the way through the second season. Second season gets really, really good in the back half. Um, go watch the show. It's going to surprise you. It's mm-hmm. one of those shows that you're like, it seems like it's going to be cheesy and dumb. I mean, it does mm-hmm. start off with the version of Hanson. <laughs> um, there's a good reason for But uh, there's lots of 90s kind of homages into it for his sister. Mm-hmm. It goes back to the OG of the characters and the Justice Society. Um, it, it's just a cool, fun show. It has lots of cool characters on it. And Joel McHale, back <laughs> in season three. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be awesome. Yeah, I'm glad that they did tell them like now, like even though they kind of got the heads up, but like definitively got ne- told now before they get closer to this, you know, the finale, so they can write it. Well, it's already written. They wrote it in the beginning, right? But like they haven't filmed it yet, you, you know. So like they can, if if something were to change, they can still kind of fix things. Mm-hmm. What do you mean if something were to change? If they said you're going to have another season, right? They like, wrote everything, even Elo. Even if they were, you know, weren't officially told you're canceled, there would have been some sort of teaser or something. At no, the end. he said from day one, his statement was, "We wrote it this season as if it was our last from the second they told us." Right, and many many shows have done that, and they still leave a little something there just in well, case. Well, even this, it's going to leave something there. You're going to have complete creative closure, but no show will ever shut it down to coming back. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just dumb to do if you're a show. To be like, oh, this is done. There's no chance of you ever getting back. Because you never know what happens. Another network could be like, we want to do four more seasons of it. Right, yeah. but now now they can change it a little bit and write it as an actual series finale. They're, they're not changing it, though. It's done. He wrote it as a series finale. Okay. So, And that's what his big thing was. We wrote this as a series finale. We knew we pretty much knew we were going to end, so we had the creative closure written into it from day one. So there's no strings loose. There's nothing that has to be ra- uh, wrapped up at the end of it. Mm-hmm. So it didn't matter if they confirmed it or not. This was written as it was going to be performed, and I guarantee, because of how well Superman's doing, that there is lifelines written into it. So if Superman wanted to have the characters appear or if they wanted to go the way of Psych and do a movie, TV movie every year or two, 
they could, mm. which I have a feeling we're going to see a lot more of that because it does extremely well for USA. They're doing. I can see them doing like a crossover mini series, kind of like we used to get with uh, like Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yeah, just turning like that into a movie, like psych. Yeah, do yeah, do a movie or do a five six episode miniseries. I don't see the miniseries is happening anymore for it because of how long they take to film. True, and, and right, they, they film them like like movies. Like, mm-hmm. but because they're writing different parts, like it's easier to write one long story and kind of just, you can knock it out in a different way. The production doesn't have to be bro- broken down. Um, maybe doing a movie in two parts, but if it's yeah. not broke, don't fix it. Those mm-hmm. psych movies have put up amazing streaming numbers when they are released. Mm-hmm. So each one that's come out has been the number one streaming thing for the quarter it's released in. For everyone's sake, I hope it doesn't happen, but I have a suspicious feeling even Superman and Lois is on the chopping block. It is. Uh, There's no hiding that they're changing everything. Yeah. I think they're going to go for one. Now, I know you can have different Supermans and all that in in the universe, um, but I I think they're going to wipe everything clean at the start of the year, and then by the time Fandom happens, that's when they're going to announce... All the new well, fandom's shows. done. Well, whatever they, yeah, the DC I, Universe uh, Fun Fest or whatever. Uh, you know, I, think I they'll don't think they're them. doing it anymore. I think the the DC Discovery thing might be going back to basics. They might start doing more conventions, yeah. or they might just be releasing news as they get to it. Um, mm-hmm. Superman and Lois is the best show that they've ever put out. It's going to yeah. be a shame when that gets canceled. Hopefully, they decide to like move it to like max or whatever max becomes down the road um my problem is is the contracts that they have with it i think that's what's going to change everything Mm -hmm. i think the way they're going to format the contracts and what the shows are going to be and just that general direction and the fact that they want to write things off like they had said when they cut batgirl like that was just the start they they planned on cutting a lot of things and writing a lot of stuff off in order to get financially in the right spot moving yeah. forward i mean uh what is it uh warner brothers or discovery War- no warner brothers discovery yeah. it still owns 12 and a half percent of uh cw so you know they still have the ability to put stuff on there i just think they're they're really cleaning house getting everything under one roof and we'll move forward from there or they buy that. cw well they they sold off uh was that with this new? Nexstar purchased uh, the majority stake, which was purchased from uh, Warner Brothers Discovery or Discovery Warner, whatever it is. But was that pre the new guy running it or that post was after the new they guy bought running it? it? They, this closed okay. in August of this year. Okay. Because I know they said, uh, like, for example, the um, Matt Reeves stuff. Mm-hmm. And the the Joker movie aren't under the guise and the direction of James Gunn and Peter Safran. Mm-hmm. Like they, since they started everything before those guys got there, they're still doing their own thing and living in their own world. I don't know if after this next run of movies and projects, they will then get pulled into the fold and kind of have to answer to James Gunn. But as of right now, they're not answering to anybody. Right. Hmm. 
Well, I guess they're answering to David Zaslav because he's their boss. He's but. the boss. Boss, but. boss, boss. Yeah, so um, go catch up on Stargirl before it ends. Baby Huey. Mr. Mauer. Out of all the Justice Society things we've seen in recent years, do you think that Stargirl is the best portrayal of them? Yeah. Because I haven't seen what they've done in Black Adam because, well, I got to wait for that to come out on HBO Max. I thought everything in that movie was pretty good except for The Rock. (laughs) Like, uh, you know, Hawkman was good and Dr. Fate was good, but... But what we've seen as the Justice Society in this show feels like opening an old comic book and sinking into that world. Yeah, because they they really take the, the aspects of how they were back in the day. Um, it, it, and they're able to translate it to screen very well. Yeah, um, it's it's weird seeing cheesiness done cheesy, but right, right. It 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 works. It, it's weird, but it it really works. What what can you compare it to? I don't think you really. You know can what? Compare you, it to. Turtles Forever. So the cheesiness okay. of the original cartoon tur- Turtles and Turtles Forever still worked with that modern like when they were talking to the 2003 turtles like you understood they were from a different time and they worked in their time hey look they got little letters on their belts (laughs) yeah (laughs) like that's almost how it feels though like the modern characters are very modern and they kind of feel like they fit in perfectly with the modern world but whenever you saw the throwbacks it's almost like watching Pleasantville or, you know, something like that. It feels of the times that they would have existed. Yeah, and you, you get you get the disconnect in season three with uh, Sylvester uh, coming back and him still trying to be like the old ways and Pat's trying to teach him like, hey, <laughs> we just can't go around beating people up like we used to. We gotta, <laughs> you know. So, it, yeah, it, it really does work. All right. Since we just had Halloween, before we get into the toying around side of the show, I wanted to mention we got our first look at the Deadite for Evil Dead Rises. Um, did you guys see that, Bruce Campbell? I um, thought you were just about to do an advertisement for uh, the Buzz's new. Uh, <laughs> no, that comes at the that end. Shoe that we <laughs> talked about last week. That comes at the end. It completely sounded like you were lining up an advertisement there. Read the memo, Moshko. I don't have the friggin' memo. That's why I'm winging this. <laughs> Same here. That, uh, you know, you guys just have to answer what I ask you. It's not that hard. Stop Menti. trying to predict. Just relax. Go with it. Menti, we have no structure. I have structure. You just sit there and look pretty, Moshko. <laughs> Baby Huey. There's no hope. Um, did you guys now that see? I, I have not seen. No, I have right. not seen either. It, no. Look at your phones because it's on your phone. This, <laughs> this is a completely new Evil Dead. I'm going to say it again. This is a oh, completely wow. new Evil Dead. It's not happening in the cabin. It's at an apartment building. There are all new characters. However, all of your Evil Dead heroes are producers on this and have been very close in the production and the story and what's going on. Um, it's being directed 
by Lee Cronin, who did Hole in the Ground. The look of it looks like a modern version of Evil Dead. It still has that Evil Dead campy feel hidden under modern horror aesthetic, it looks like. Would you guys agree or disagree from that, Deadite? Uh, yeah. I'm uh, creeped out. <laughs> I'm agreeing. Just <laughs> I'm just I'm looking at the like the the piss poor uh layout of this website which is all ads. <laughs> anyway. That's but, true. <laughs> but like the the deadite looks cool. Um and the books found at the bottom of the bowels of this apartment building and hilarity ensues. I'm excited <laughs> to see a different spin on this. Now, there is a weird wording in what Bruce Campbell's been saying for the past couple of years. Ash no longer exist. I will never be appearing as Ash in another Evil Dead movie. Anybody else have their hopes up that he's going to appear as a different character in it? He probably will. He keeps saying no. <laughs> but his eyes keep saying yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, bah, bah. Oh, wait. Can't do that song anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see nothing wrong. Anyway. <laughs> You know you wanna. <laughs> All right. Third lines. Um. Yeah. So Evil Dead. Oh, going. <laughs> Evil Dead. Uh, Evil Dead Rises. It is coming out April twenty first of twenty three. So we're almost there, baby. Hail to the king. Hey, baby. <laughs> um. Let's talk toys and Haslab kicking us off. If you haven't seen it, they just sent out the unboxing. Of the Proton Pack, which we will have two on their way to my home soon. <laughs> you ordered two of them. I ordered two of them. You can't because... bust ghosts by yourself, man. You need two. Well, one needs to, one needs to stay boxed. <laughs> maybe my order got canceled for the Haslab uh, Sentinel. Really? Okay. Or Galact so Sentinel I... from them ages ago? Yeah, from, from two the years, two, 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 years two years ago. ago. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize they were sending email. It was going to junk, and my credit card expired. Ah, yeah. And they they weren't very forgiving to, like, when I got <laughs> the cancel email, I was like, oh, can I just give you the credit card? And they're like, no. I'm like, it's not like there was – you're making these to order. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's not like it's sold out. You just put mm -hmm. my number back on there, and you make one extra. The number's the same, just a year changed. So I'm hoping that I'll be able to trade this pack for two of them. Because I want two of them. We'll we'll see what happens. But the boxing looks incredible. It looks like a big old like shipping box for the Ghostbusters. Mm -hmm. When you open the box up, it looks like a desk, and then they kind of tried to recreate the little puzzle from the floor. Um in the new Ghostbusters movie that she had to move around to get. Mm -hmm. So you move the box one direction and then it pops open. You have the journal that comes included into it. They've done all kinds of cool stuff in this packaging and they've added some new features to it. So the one thing that's cool is one of the tiers you got was the cable to connect the neutrino wand to the pack. Well, now they've figured out, and this is why I've really liked what the Haslabs have done. They're like, you know what? It sucks to have to take the pack off, turn it off, turn it on. So they have a delayed control 
So if you turn the pack off from the neutron wand, which you can do, mm-hmm. and you go to turn it on within a time frame, I think it's five or ten minutes, you can turn the pack back on from the neutron wand. That's cool. So if you're walking around, you figure you leave it on, you can turn it off, and then like in a few minutes, flick it back on to get the, the lighting and sound and vibrations of it. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you know people are definitely using this for cosplay. Yeah, well, and that that changed a lot with them because it's no longer a collectible replica; it's now a cosplay item. Mm. Which means my neutrino wand is going to have a orange tip on it, even though it's not required <laughs> to have one by U.S. law. They just got worried and put it on. I it. remember you talking about this. Ages so, Moscow, you're going to have to paint it for me because I'm pissed. <laughs> Are you going to um, set those up with like mannequins in your uh, <laughs> your display so area? So I'm thinking about it. Oh. A mannequin with a jumpsuit. Um, it's nice. compatible with the same rig to pull it on your back that they used in the movie. They <laughs> give you the stickers, and some of them are even the metal stickers, to convert mm-hmm. the pack to the original Ghostbusters pack rather than the Afterlife pack. Okay. There's switches in it that make the lights do the four dots. <laughs> you know how on the back of it, how it lights up in a <laughs> four dot... You're uh-huh. such a dork. <laughs> um, well, in the in the afterlife, I've it's never a seen you get one. so excited about something. Listen, Ghostbusters is my jam. The buttons change colors. Well, there's a huge difference between the pack in the original movies and the new ones. Um, and Ghostbusters fans, first thing they do is, oh, well, that's that light's not going in the right direction because it spins on the afterlife pack. Mm-hmm. But on the original pack, it's got those four circles on the bottom, and they light up each, like each running. Had a different right, like it's they're oh, red, they but it's like one, two, three, four, where they make it look like it's spinning in the the new one. So you can change all that. They gave it to you where you could customize it to be the pack that you want it to be. Real metal parts on. I mean, it looks good. It's fifteen pounds, which is mm-hmm. light enough where it's not heavy, but heavy enough where it doesn't feel like it's a cheap toy. Yeah, I mean, if it, if build quality is anything like the elite uh, sabers, lightsabers, then I'm sure it'll those things feel nice in your hand. So, um, <laughs> should be the same for this. So, if you maybe we'll put the link in the post for the unboxing, but also if you get a chance, watch um, Adam from MythBusters when they first announced it. They went to his show mm-hmm. and showed off the prototype, and they even talked about some of the changes they're making that did go into the pack. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't until um, Afterlife that you saw them actually flip a switch. In the first movie, when they go to turn on the elevator and flip a switch, there was no switch there. They just realized that they had to turn them on, and they needed to show that, so they just mm-hmm. mimed that there was a switch on the back. <laughs> so it was very important for this movie to mm-hmm. put the switch in that spot and show the switch, and now on the pack, it has the switch in the right spot. So you could tell that HasLab cares about the products they're putting out. Do they? So what, that's what I'm saying. Fans are ripping HasLab apart. And I think it's just because they don't like uh, crowdfunding because you see the fans of Mezco. They don't want to wait for things. So they would rather not know something's coming out, give the money and get it that day. Mm-hmm. rather than I know something's coming out in a year or so from now. Let me give you a deposit or give you all of the money and just let it come out. Like, I don't know 
why it's harder. Like no matter what, you're getting it at the same time. It's just when you put a deposit in or crowdsource it, mm-hmm. you know it's coming out. Like you're guaranteed right. it's it's going to be there, and you have one. Mm-hmm. I guarantee if they just switch the model to it comes out and it can ship you tomorrow, then it would be like, well, they don't make enough of them. You know, I couldn't get it. The website crashed, blah, blah, blah. I'm a whiny bitch. Like, (laughs) these fans are ruining it. I feel that HasLab does care about the toys they're putting out because Mm -hmm. if you look at the things that have been released that got enough backing, every single person says how great they are. That Sentinel is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And the pictures I've seen people take of it are better than any action figure of that quality I've seen. And Galactus just started arriving this week. Galactus, I'm yeah. excited to see people with that because I saw pictures of it and I'm like, oh my God, I don't like Galactus. Yeah. And that looks super dope. People are going around with it like their child and putting him <laughs> in like baby pictures and stuff. It's phenomenal. And that doesn't seem to have the same issues that the Sentinel had with uh, its knees and so the some of the Sentinel joints. did not have issues with the knees. They made it where you can tighten them on their own. There's a little thing that pops out. Oh, you right, mean, but it, yeah. Was that but, in the instructions uh, that nobody looks at? Dwight from Hasbro said that wasn't really intention, but it's a it's a work. Gotcha. So, well, the Haslab people that when they designed it, they responded to it saying they did put it there so you can tighten and loosen it. Because if they tighten it from the beginning and people move them all the time as they're tightened, up. yeah, it'll ruin the joint. Mm-hmm. So we're getting, and it definitely seems like Haslab's designers. And the people running Hasbro are completely mm-hmm. different mindsets in what they're thinking of. This is like having elves run their own little part of the company because mm-hmm. it's it's really them. I've never seen anybody just be like, we're going to add more. Screw it. Like, this Proton Pack deserves to have more cool shit. Let's add, they added like 10 features to it after you've already ordered it that weren't on the tier. Mm-hmm. So... How about we'll continue on this Haslab? So the Ghost Rider uh, came to a close to I think it was today, today or yesterday. Yes, yesterday, it maybe hit fifty percent of its goal, and will not be produced in in that state that it was. I, I have a feeling we'll still get those figures because the figures look great. We won't. Uh, but so here's yeah. what, what do I you think happened on that with that. People are again. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. People are dumb. And follow my train of thought here. You have a (laughs) bunch of people that were waiting to see what tiers would be before they bid. Now, they don't take your money when you say you're going to back it. So if you think you might want it, just say, hey, I'm going to back it. If everybody does that, you get as much as possible. They unlock everything. And if you don't like it, you can cancel without losing any money because no money's actually come out. But mm-hmm. instead, when people didn't see tiers of things that they wanted, they all started canceling, which then caused the stock market effect. And it started losing thousands of people a day because people were like, well, we're not going to get anything cool. Everything that's reached its goal, they've given you everything they promised and then more. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, the uh, like the the most successful as of late has been the, and I know you're gonna hate this, but the GI Joe his tank uh, completely destroyed. I think it was within like a couple of days it hit its first tier, um, and then yeah, just like grew three, from there. 
three days it hit hit it yeah like mark. i think it was like fourteen thousand uh units and like had like what f- had a 45 day window yeah and completely destroyed it comes with uh you know multiple attachments for the actual tank and then multiple figures on top of that price on that was three hundred dollars uh, mm-hmm. The um, Ghost Rider with what was going to be like, what, four figures also? Four or five figures plus heads and all kinds of stuff. That was 350 to start. So, I mean, well, and here- you're getting a, a, a 112 vehicle, which is, those things are expensive the way it is. The problem is it's Marvel Legends fans and they're cheap right. bastards. They don't understand that plastic's expensive. Making something to scale is expensive. That thing was going to be massive. And that's the cost for a 112 vehicle. Like, I, I don't... People saying that was expensive don't have a single brain cell that understands the cost of developing something, manufacturing it, creating packaging, shipping it, and having to turn a profit for a publicly traded company that needs to have X percentage of profits or otherwise they lose their stocks, they lose people's investments, and they will no longer be a company. Like, Mm -hmm. just because you're buying a $35 figure to put in this doesn't mean that it should be $150. Like, and that was the price that was being thrown around that, oh, well, if it was $150, I'd get it. You know what? I said $200. (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's in our text chain somewhere i'm like 200 bucks absolutely of course if they for me the win for that one would have been charge 550 and do the two motorcycles and the car start mm-hmm. off with both motorcycles the car and three figures for 550 or 600 dollars. that was the power move i think they got scared because their fans are cheap and they would have completely balked at five or six hundred dollars for one purchase. Well, let me ask you this: because maybe this is where, because a lot of the, well, not a lot, but a lot of people that were looking at this are the folks in the one twelve, uh, you know, range of of collectors, especially with Mezco. Now, Mezco's one twelve Ghost Rider, which does come with the motorcycle. Uh, you know, fully outfitted and everything as uh, was 240, you know, how prices skyrocket once they're sold out everywhere. Uh, but we haven't seen it yet. It's not coming until later in 2023. That is, you know, people are saying like, well, you're getting such a better item for 240 but versus this that motorcycle is not going to be top right. tier. I agree. That is going <laughs> to be a mid-tier vehicle accessory with a mm-hmm. really good figure. Mm-hmm. So out of that 240, let's just say 250. Sure. That's going to be a $150 figure with a $100 motorcycle. Now, in what I was saying, we were going to get $250 motorcycles. So they probably would be a step up from what the Mezco one's going to be because of the abilities that Hasbro or Haslab has and that mm-hmm. car would be $300. The extra figures are add-ons and cheap. And that's all the people cared about. And they were like, well, why don't they just give them us all at the front? Like, they have to have some sprinkles to put on the top for you. If you want the yeah, car, they... just say you're going to get the car. And then if you decide yeah. you don't want it, cancel at the end. But the fans are the reason why that failed because of what they 
feel businesses should do, and I wouldn't trust any of them to run a lemonade stand. Mm -hmm. They put too much sugar in and undercharge. <laughs> exactly. So if you give me a quarter. I know my lemon cost me $4 today, but a quarter, that's what, that's what lemonade should cost. Yeah. So that's a th I mean we won't we won't even get into the like the price hikes across all brands over the last, you know, year. I've I've seen the GI Joes go from 20 bucks to 25 in like a 12-month period and people are These same bitches yeah, will pen $700 on a figure that came out that cost 30 because they really want it and not bad yeah. an eye because they didn't this is phew. This is the G.I. Joe from season three, episode 17. Did you not know what that episode meant to us? Like, I don't know collectibles. <laughs> collectibles are collectibles. You either have the money to buy them and enjoy them yourself, mm. or it's just as cool. If I can't afford something knowing other people haven't and possibly seeing it like at somebody's house or somewhere else, like that's just as cool. I know I can't afford to buy everything I want. But that doesn't mean because I can't afford it, it should be cheaper. Like, Huey, the, the HasLab Transformers. I haven't seen anything bad written about them, have you? Like that big planet uh, one? That new, that new one just, I think, passed. I, I gotta look. Did uh, Deathsaurus Death Death passed his uh, goal? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that Dinosaur that Dragon one. Yeah. Yeah, Death yeah, Deathsaurus. No, it's about halfway. Halfway? Yeah, it's at uh, just, like 5,500 backers. And that's got 41 got more days to go. Yeah. I'll say that just got released. Yeah, four days. So. But like the planet guy, <laughs> I saw great reviews yeah. on him. U Unicron. Whatever. The yeah. planet guy. <laughs> the, the only complaint, and it's a valid complaint, is I have nowhere to put it because it's the size of a freaking <laughs> like Volkswagen bug. Like, but the thing is humongous. But, but if it wasn't that big. Those same people. Oh, I, want it, I want it bigger. I mean, those same people would be like, <laughs> "Well, it's small." What it was a, it's it's a, it's a joking complaint. Yeah. It's not even a, it's not a complaint complaint. It's just and, like, geez, how how big it is. And before we wrap up, because we got World Series baseball coming up soon, I do have a few quick things just to throw out there. Mondo with a one six scale He Man line just released Battle Cat for order. Wow, <laughs> it's gorgeous. I wish that I could collect that line. It's too late for me, and there'd be too many, and it's just too expensive for that size um, mm -hmm. for me to get into. Now, I'm not saying each toy is too expensive. I'm saying to go back and buy the eight that have already come out at aftermarket value. It, I just can't, at this time, spend Don't that money. about it now. <laughs> <laughs> I remember sending you guys photos of that when it popped up for, uh, what, NYC? Yeah. See, yeah, um, uh, and also yeah, that thing's sick. One six scale figures take up a lot of space, so I now have to be like, which <laughs> branding, which uh, intellectual property do I want to collect? I'm sticking with my classic He Man's. I think that'll look cool on the wall. Eventually, I'll probably mm -hmm. want to get the sword to go in the middle of it. But if you're a He Man fan and you um, check out those Mondo one six, they are beautiful. Just, yeah, just He Man in general. The amount of stuff you can buy with he-man right now is crazy like what three years ago we didn't have all this he-man stuff yeah as much as we're having it right now there are three different toy lines on the shelves in a store right now and it's because they're doing it well there there is room for multiple lines of the same thing for yes. the different collectors 
you and they're proven you can now. make the mm-hmm. cheap stuff for the people that care more about having a representation of a bunch of different characters at a lower price point you can also <laughs> then have a line for the people that i don't care that you get every character why'd you, why'd you look at me when you said that <laughs> i was looking at Moshka. <laughs> <laughs> i was just gonna what was i making a funny face <laughs> I was just going to say, like, you can put them all on the same shelf, too. Like, yeah. it's okay to have your, your three-inch figures don't matter, with your six-inch figures. But, like, <laughs> Huey. Exactly. The sizes can't be different. Huey and Mashka, we've all talked about this. Like, Mezco I love because it's just a bunch of random figures sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. I don't have a whole X-Men team, but I don't care. I just want to – they can't do everything because you would be 50 years out for them to go, okay, let's do the whole X-Men line, and then let's do this because of how expensive they are. And if they did release them, then the fans would be like, well, that's eight X-Men at $100 a piece. That's $800. I can't afford that. Spread them out more. And then they get spread out. Well, now you're too spread out. And what about, you know, DC? Yeah. I don't have any DC. I like the randomness of you get a figure from over here. Then you might get a non-licensed character. Then you might get a horror character. Like, mm-hmm. that line to me has been my most favorite to collect up until recently dealing with the fans complaining that they're not getting licensed stuff fast enough and not understanding pandemic and supply chain and just business in general. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So wrestling wrapping up real quick, go back and watch dynamite the past few weeks. And I have to say this WWE has been getting better. Yep. Smackdown's the better show. Raw is still pretty unwatchable for the most part. Yep. Um, NXT, <laughs> I don't know how people watch it other than watching Braun Breaker and uh, Mandy Rose with Gigi, because goddamn, but... <laughs> <laughs> what about... Uh, yeah, never mind. Go on, um, on. So, <laughs> wrestling, and who knows? What I'd like to say is Baby Huey found something awesome for the nerds that like sports and comics. Baby Huey, what is it? So... Mara, you can attest to this. Do you remember last year when you got to go to a, bowl, uh, a baseball game with uh, our friend Jonathan Sheck? I do, and it was the high, one of the highlights of my life, actually. So the, the, the team did a, a theme night, and they, they did uh, that thing you do, uniforms. The Wonders. So that, that's, they did the Wonders, correct. The O'Neill. So that's a, that's a thing with my, like minor league sports. You know, they do the little gimmicky we're going to wear a certain uniform, you know, to tie. Oh, stuff. it's not just a uniform. The whole stadiums change. <laughs> like they literally change the name of the baseball team for a night and everything reflects yes. that, which is, it's like going to a theme park, but then also watching baseball. So last year, Marvel teamed up with minor league baseball and they did Marvel theme nights. Now they've done that before with major league baseball, but like the minor league teams would wear, uh, we had Thor come out last year and Dr. Strange. The Phillies so, pitcher. <laughs> so a couple of the minor league teams, uh, the Jersey Shore Blue Claws, which is minor league team of the Phillies, they wore um, a Thor jersey, and they also wore a Doctor Strange jersey. The Doctor Strange one was cooler. It was. So this year, since it went off very well, Marvel decided to really team up with minor league baseball th- this coming season. And the teams are actually designing superhero-esque type logos. So they're actually going to have like full-themed uniforms based on like uh, these superhero characters they're going to be making. So it's the first time they've ever done something like this. And I think it's like really cool. 
Yeah, it's if you're a sports fan and if you're a geek, don't be afraid to admit that you like sports ball. I know a lot of comic fans will make fun of you. We have some in our own friend group where Menti has no clue about any sports. His eyes glaze over. He starts to lean back in his chair and snore. Um, but he at least supports us in watching our sports ball. It's impacted our recording uh, since the playoffs. <laughs> many times. Many times <laughs> because the three of us are huge baseball fans. Um, huge. Huge. But I've noticed that even in some fun fan groups I'm in that normally aren't bad, like when somebody brings up sports, they're like, blah, 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 sports, blah, 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 Like, we're not in high school anymore. You can enjoy it. So seeing things like this where they're combining sports and geekdom really make me happy. On that note. And a happy mower is a a pleasant It's a rare thing. (laughs) Uh, On that note, we are going to be going into our break soon after uh, Thanksgiving. When we come back, we'll talk about that later. But would (laughs) you like to hear... The three of us talk toys and collectibles and stuff more. Would Toying Around Live be something you want to hear? And would you want it weekly? Twice a month? Once a month? Let us know (coughs) if there is a toy company you like that we don't know about. Send it to us. Mm. Moshko will buy it. (laughs) (laughs) Not the whole company. Maybe just a couple pieces. (laughs) We'll check it out, review it. He'll store a third of my collection in his house until mine is built. Man. (laughs) (laughs) At least mine's only a small box he has for me right now. Um, (laughs) But yeah. uh, Because you don't want me to put it in storage. (laughs) Listen, I'm nervous. Anyway, Uh, But no, uh, the Toying Around guys, we do have stuff in the works. Um, Technology has caught up to what we want to do, finally. Um, That's coming soon. Yeah, uh, we'll talk more about that later, but right now, hey, Moshko, do that thing. You know, every once in a while, I have it prepared. I should have known that you were going to ask me to do that, uh, but <laughs> while we wait for all of that to happen, uh, make sure to check out Welcome to Fireside at welcometofireside.com uh... on Facebook, Instagram, Fireside Crew on Twitter. You'll find us everywhere. And especially MoshcoCollectibles.com. That's a great place to go to pick up all your collecting needs. Although they might not all be there. If they aren't, hit me up at MoshcoCollects on IG, and I'll, uh, I'll talk to you. Do you want to get the That's Heyman sword and maybe give me a big discount on it for a housewarming present? The uh, Factory Entertainment yeah. one? I feel like I ordered it. Oh, really? <laughs> I got to look. I have to look. <laughs> nice. Um, I... You said something, and I gotta, uh, yeah, I have to look at that. Baby Huey. Mr. Mauer. Baby Huey is going to be with me. Um, and hopefully Wednesday, but Macho, I'm gonna curse. You can leave it in. It's okay. Because hopefully this time next week, we will be celebrating being world fucking champions. Uh,